name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for pressing your way. I know the weather was a little Virginia weather, as we would like to say. So, you know, one thing I can say about Connecticut, you, you, up north, you're going to get what you're going to get. It's going to be cold, it's going to be hot. Virginia's a little bit different. You know, 70 on one day, snowing, and cold and rainy the next day. So, you know, but to God be the glory. So, you know, I'm not going to be long. I don't intend to be long. So, you know, I, I, I had some stuff here, but the Lord was leading me to, you know, review some of the things that we have been talking about. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit, and we're going to need the Holy Spirit in this last hour. And we're going to need holiness in this last hour. So, you know, we y'all may wonder why I talk so much about holiness and the Holy Spirit a lot. Because when, when we are in need, we cannot survive the end times without. Amen. Right? And God's going to call, start to call his people back to holiness. And because the church in America has gotten so far away from that. We've gotten so endeared to materialistic things and wanted things and wanted to be blessed. And God's just saying, look, your blessing is just in me. Amen. Right? It's not in the money. Because stock market crash anytime. Right? But if our blessing and our connection with God, Amen. guess what? It doesn't matter what the stock market does. Right? Because even when the stock market crashed years ago, guess what? There were Christians that were still successful. Why? Because they still sold. They still walked with God. Because he's going to keep his people. It may not always be how we may want it. Yeah, you know, we would love to have everything easy. That's and right. go for us, you know, cars working every day, perfectly fine, money in the bank account all the time, you know, all bills getting paid early, right? <laughs> and not just at the last minute, right? <laughs> Hoping that it don't bounce, right? But, you know what? God, if we're walking with him, he's going to take care of our needs. That's right. He's going to see about us. Why? Because we're his children. But, you know, just like Israel in the Old Testament where... They got away from the, the things that God commanded them to, to do. God had to bring them back full circle. So they had to go through something. Right? And guess what? The church today is going to have to go through something. Right? We talked about, I talked about before how, um, you know, we're not really facing persecution in this country. Especially like some other countries, uh, Christians are facing other countries. We're not, we're not facing that. But the time is coming. The time is coming. So we have to be prepared. We have to be ready. And that's why it's important for us to be in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Because right? now we don't have to worry about what we're going to say. The Bible says what? The Holy Spirit is going to tell us what to say. All right? We don't have to prepare anything. The Holy Spirit is going to give it to us. That's right. <laughs> and that has always been my thing because I never, I, you know, I remember growing up, I never felt like I was a quick thinker. <laughs> but when you're in the Lord and you, you're in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you don't have to be a quick thinker. You just need to be a listener. Just need to be tuned in, right? So regardless of what's going on out there in the world, you know, our job right now is to intercede and, and pray. And like I talked about Wednesday, we don't know what God's doing, right? But we know he's doing something, That's right. right? But we don't have all the answers. Just like Job didn't have all the answers. You know, his friends didn't have all the answers. And I think it's, it's Job, uh, I think it's 30, I think. Um, it's either 30 or 33, where they talked about, you know, um, you're not going to know what God's thinking all the time. Because God sees the end from the beginning, right? But we're living in the present, right? So we just have to trust him and walk with him. And we go.
regardless of what's going on out there in the world, you know what? We're just going to pray. Amen. We're going to pray, and we're going to use this time and this season to pray, but we're going to use it to witness as well. Because if there's anybody that should not be fearful, it's us. That's right. So while everybody else in the news and everybody else eh, talking about World War III, guess what? We can be at peace. Because we know, regardless of what happens, the world's not going to end. <laughs> we know, according to the scripture, the world's not going to end. So even if there was World War three, four, five, six, seven, yes, we're so what? We know where we'll be at. Right? So we don't have to fear. And, and God's our covering, He's our protection. So I just wanted to remind you all that. I guess that still ties into the message. So <laughs> but you know, uh review. So we we talked about uh, you know, second Corinthians thirteen and fourteen, how we need to be in communion with the Holy Spirit. And then I talked about Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, and how we have to be in the latter part of verse 1, saying so we have to be in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And I also talked about how that in the Greek word for communion and fellowship in both of those uh, verses there is the same Greek word, meaning koinonia. And it means communion, fellowship, but it also means joint participation. It also means intercourse, right? So... It's not just a, a one-person show where we're going, we're dictating, we're, we're leading, and now we want the Holy Spirit to follow us. <laughs> you know, no, we're supposed to, he's called alongside to help, right? So we don't lead him, but we allow him to lead us, Amen. right? So we don't have to rush into anything, but we just allow him to lead us, to guide us, and we be in tune to him in our spirit, man. Amen. So hallelujah. So I also talked about uh, a couple weeks back, uh, you know, we came from Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17 and 18, and we talked about how, you know, verse 17 talks about understanding and knowing what the will of God is, and that is for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit, right? And how that two-letter word, be, is a commandment, and it's an action word, it's a verb, right? So, and it's something that is continuous, and how we're supposed to be continuously filled. And you know what? Even with the gas prices going up, you know, this is a good segue for that. Because now, I think we talked about it Wednesday. I think Jones said that uh, now she tops off, she fills up, and then as she drives, guess what? She fills up again to try to avoid the prices going up. But that's how we got to be with the Holy Spirit. You know, spending time with God. We, we top it off, we get filled, and guess what? We come back and we get filled. But some of us, we may do like gas prices are cheap. We fill up and then we ride till it's empty. <laughs> and then we go and we fill up again. <laughs> That's not what God wants. Amen. God wants that everyday fellowship and communion. Amen. Right? So now we continuously top off every day. Amen. So now we're prepared every day. Right? Yeah. And again, it doesn't mean, you know, we may we may not face some bumps in the road. But guess what? We have the Holy Spirit to help us get through it. Right? So we don't have to react like other people in the world react, right? We could be like Daniel, who was in Babylon, right? Marie, you talked about Daniel Wednesday, right? Being in Babylon. Why? Because he was able to stay still and stand still and not panic. Why? Because he was disciplined in his prayer life. We have to be disciplined in our prayer life. So we have to continuously top off, top off, every day, top off. Let's not get filled and go and get empty. No, we can't do that. Amen. 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 So I talked about how the Holy Spirit is a person, right? 
Ephesians 4.30 talks about how he has feelings. He, he can be grieved, right? So that word grieved means to, to sadden, to offend. So just like something may sadden us and offend us, guess what? We can sadden and offend the Holy Spirit. It saddens him if he leads us to do something when we don't do it. And, and we, we, we make this excuse sometimes. We, we, you know, I've heard Christians say, well, I can't do that. Well, yeah, we can because we can do all things through Christ. Right? We may not be comfortable in doing it, right? but we can, we, can all, we can do all things through Christ. So he would never leave us nor forsake us. So regardless of the situation, regardless of what he tells us to do. So just like he told Ananias to go to Paul, who was Saul at the time, he told him to go to Saul. Guess what? Ananias questioned it at first. Lord said, go. He went. That's how we have to be, right? Regardless of who it is, right? So even, even if he tells us, so please don't do this unless the Lord is actually telling you. If he tells you to go to the White House and talk to Biden, <laughs> you know, we got to do it because yeah. he'll open up a, he'll, he'll open up a way. So don't, don't sit up here and go to the White House and try to sneak over the gate <laughs> and, and things like that because more than likely you're probably going to get shot at. All right? <laughs> if the if Lord telling you that, he's going to make a way for you to, uh, to, to get up in there. But, um, you know, we have to understand, and I talked about how the Holy Spirit is a gift. Right? He, he, he's a gift. So, um, Jesus said what? It was expedient for him to go, that the Father would give, to send the comfort. Right? And Luke eleven thirteen says this, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? All we have to do is ask him, right? We don't have to, to beg, to sit up here and what they say, Terry and things like that. All we have to do is ask him. Ask him in faith, right? Because every born-again believer has the Holy Spirit on the inside, right? Every born-again believer may not be filled, may not have been baptized, but every born-again believer has the Holy Spirit on the inside. So we are equipped. So just a little portion of the Holy Spirit is greater than anything else in this world. More powerful than anything else in this world. And, and that's why we have to stay filled. Because he's going to keep us, and we have to be filled again for these end times. We can't, we walk. See, if we're filled, we have to understand, if we're filled, we're not going to walk in fear. If we're filled, we're not going to be in our feelings and our emotions so easily. Right? We're going to have more patience. We're going to be more long-suffering. Right? Because now we start to bear the fruits of the Spirit. Right? And guess what? Bearing the fruits of the Spirit doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't. Now, that's where Christians err at sometimes because sometimes the Holy Spirit will come and move through a Christian through the gifts of the Spirit. And now that, that believer thinks they arrived. Right? But we have to understand the gifts is a gift. Right? But the fruit has to be bared. So bearing that fruit, it hurts sometimes. It hurts, it hurts our flesh. Right? It's not easy. Right? But as we continue to go, and you know, I talked about how we continuously we're maturing every day. As we walk with the Lord, we're maturing all the time. And that's what He wants. He doesn't want us the same today as we were 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Right? If you look in the Bible and you follow Saul, you follow, well, Paul, he matured each time. Peter matured each time. You see a different Peter. And see, even the church, we like to go back and look at Peter's faults. But not look at Peter in the end. How 
Peter became, he was no longer just a disciple, no longer just an apostle, but he became a shepherd. And he was able to share wisdom to the churches. Amen. All right, so let's turn to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, beginning at verse 9. For ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. For ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. So, if the spirit of God, so like I said, every born again believer has the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. So, we are not bound to live according to the flesh. And what I mean by living according to the flesh, I'm not just talking about the obvious sins, like the sexual sins and things like that. But I'm also talking about the flesh of our behavior, our emotions, our words, things like that. We, we, we should not, if we, if we find ourselves getting short, if we find ourselves uh, getting angry a lot, then, again, we need to go get filled again. Well, obviously not filled, because if we're filled, like I talked about, we gave examples all through Acts so far. Whenever somebody was filled with the Holy Spirit, they experienced what? Joy. Happiness. Right? And guess what else comes with that? Patience. Right? Long suffering. Right? Which, which is a fruit. Yeah. And, and it's continuously being buried in us, but we're not going to be given in to circumstances. We're not going to sit up here and, and argue and fight amongst each other. We're not going to argue and fight with the world. You know what's interesting? And I, and I thought about this, I think, I think yesterday or Thursday. I'm like... You know, the church is the ones that's supposed to be persecuted, right? But instead, what I'm seeing today is the church is actually persecuting the world. The church is persecuting the world. When you got the convoys going on in Canada, <laughs> convoys going on in D.C., and even if you go back to the Capitol, right? I guarantee you poll those people out there at the Capitol, I guarantee at least 75, 80% of them won't say they were Christians. But they're out here doing works of the flesh. That's not the Spirit of God. Right? But we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. Right? Because, again, we don't put our trust in man. We put our trust in God. Man's going to fail us every time. Right? I'll fail you. I'm human. Right? Man will fail you every time. But Paul said, look, Paul said this, you follow me as I follow Christ. Amen. So Paul was no different. So if Paul was subject to that, what makes us think that any of us are not subject to that? Right? That's right. We haven't seen or experienced the things that the Apostle Paul experienced. So, and even with Isaiah, when he got before the Lord, right? He said, I'm a man undone. Right? So, what makes any of us think we've arrived? Right? We, we haven't arrived. Yeah, we, you know, we're, we're on this walk towards sanctification. We're on this walk towards holiness. So, each day we're getting better and better. Right? So we may slip up. We may lose our temper. We may go out and do something. You may go out and sin, but you need to repent. Come on back. Now, the problem is, people go out and do things. People, as in Christians, go out and do things, and they don't repent. They start to feel sorry for themselves. And then they go back. And, and well, they, they stay away from church. They stay away from other believers. They're thinking that, oh, somebody's going to spot me out. I'm going to be embarrassed. But no. We, we, yeah, we'd have loved them. And they're not, the, you know, none of us are supposed to be practicing sin. But the Bible says what? 1 John 1 and 9. Confess your sins. 
confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Right. But we tend to forget that. We tend to go do like Adam and Eve and go hide in, in the garden. Right. That, that, that's what we tend to do. And, you know, we all came from Adam and Eve, so, you know, that's in our DNA. But now that we're born again, but if we're walking again in holiness and we're fellowshipping in the Holy Spirit, now we won't do those things. We're less prone to do those things. All right, he says this, uh, Again, in verse 9, Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So, I recognize this, this chapter here is talking about, you know, believers and unbelievers, but it is an indictment, it's a shame on, on churches that don't talk about the Holy Spirit. Because he's saying here that if we don't have the Spirit, if we don't have the Holy Spirit, then we are not his. And we have to remember, the Holy Spirit is a person, but he is God. He's God. So, guess what? He's to be honored. Not taken for granted. What we see sometimes is we want to boss the Holy Spirit around. <laughs> yeah. But no, He's God. We don't, we don't boss the Father around. We don't boss Jesus around. So what will make us think we're going to boss the Holy Spirit? He's God. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. They're all one and the same. Right? We don't, we don't boss God around. Verse 10, and if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. So understand, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is on the inside. Right? So that word dwell means to occupy a house, to reside in. So, the, the, the song at the beginning said this, God is here. Right? Because everywhere we go, if God is on the inside of us, He's occupying on the inside of us, guess what? Everywhere we go, God is there. And that's why I said we don't have to be afraid, no matter where we're at, because God is there. God, God knows. That's right. Right? So, That's why I say, you will always hear me say, we can have church anywhere. Right? We're two or three together. So even if you're by yourself, guess what? You're one of the Holy Spirit is too. That's right. <laughs> yeah. We can praise Him. We can worship Him. And that's what we have to give back to. Worship Him. Honor Him. And not just going to Him in our prayer time when we need something. Asking Him. You know, I talked about it before. I think it was at the, when we were at the house on Wednesdays, you know, we got to get out of the habit of just praying for ourselves, right? And I think Joan mentioned it, that we need to pray, keep in prayer, one another, Amen. right? We, 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 because I need your prayers. You need my prayers. That's right. Right? So we, we're going we're gonna to continue to intercede and pray for our family members, right? And each other, especially, right? So we don't always have to focus the prayer on us and what I need. Because guess what? God knows what we need. You ever say it before? God knows what we need. Before we even know, God knows. Because like I said, he sees the end from the beginning. Many, many miss out on living the Christian life in the constant fullness of the Spirit because they are not constantly being filled with the Holy Spirit, as Paul commanded in Ephesians 5 and 18. 
they have no experience of what Jesus spoke about when he described rivers of living water flowing from the believer. Let's turn to John chapter 7. John chapter 7, verse 37. And this is more of a review. I felt led to just do a review. Some of the things, I had some points that I haven't been able to get to. So when I'll get to them, I don't know. Or if, you know, maybe, Lord, maybe not want me to get to them. But. Alright, John chapter 7, beginning at verse 37. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So now, if we believe on him, out of our belly shall flow rivers of living water. So why is it so many Christians are bound? Look dry. But yet, we as all as believers all have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. Verse 39. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Well, guess what? Jesus has been glorified. Amen. So we have the Holy Spirit now. Right? Yes. So, rivers of living water should be flowing out of us. Yes. Even when we're at work, rivers of living water should be flowing out of us. Yes. Right? Even if we're in a hospital, right? Even if we're in pain, rivers of living water should be flowing out of us. Amen. Right? Our bodies may be saying, be quiet. I'm hurting. Mm -hmm. I'm in pain. But guess what? The Holy Spirit is still there. Yes. Right? Rivers of living water. Amen. So even in the midst of the pain, guess what? We can still share Christ with other people in the hospital. Amen. Right? We can still pray for other people in the hospital. Yeah. Right? So even when I was in the ER... <laughs> And, and the nurse was, I don't know, I think she was a nurse, I'm not sure, reeling me to the uh, CAT scan. Guess what? I'm still praying for it. But that's rivers of living water. Right? Because rivers of living water is going to take us out of ourself and our need and focus in and pray for others. Right? This is why we have to pray for our government leaders. Right? You know, the scripture calls us to command, it commands us to do that. But, you know, it should be something we want to do. Right? Yeah. Even when we see another brother and sister in Christ hurt, we should be compelled to pray. Alright, let's go back to Romans chapter 8. So we are all God's children. Right? We are sons and daughters to, to the Most High God. And we have to remember that. Right? And, and, the, and the difference between us and Jesus was this. Yeah, he's the son of God. But if you look, Jesus prayed. Jesus, Jesus constantly stayed in prayer. So Jesus stayed filled. Right? He didn't just go minister and then get drained. No, he stayed filled. Every day. He was waking up early while everybody else was sleeping. Going in prayer. And that's what we have to do. We have to get up early. Y'all heard me talk about that before. I know the body sometimes say no, but guess what? Doesn't matter, we gotta get up early. <laughs> That's right. Alright, Romans chapter 8, verse 12 and 13. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. So we're gonna put to death, if we're living by the Spirit, we're gonna put to death 
these deeds are in our bodies. Right? And not only deeds our bodies, but what comes out of our mouth. Right? We gotta be careful what we say out of our mouths. Because sometimes we unknowingly curse ourselves by saying things that don't doesn't line up with the word of God. And yeah. So we gotta be careful of that. But again, if we're filled, more than likely that's not gonna come out of us. The problem with many Christians today, we don't stay filled. We don't stay filled. So now we don't stay filled, and now we, we start going to work and doing all sorts of things, and now we start conforming to Babylon. And not purposely, but Babylon starts to rub off on us. Why? Bad company across what? Good character. See, and sometimes we think we arrive that we can go hang out with sinners all day, <laughs> but no, it doesn't work like that. Again, if we stay filled, it's going to be different because we're not going to sit up there and, and conform to the bad company, the bad deeds, right? We're not going to allow people to occupy our space. To, we're not going to allow people to grieve the Holy Spirit who's on the inside of us, right? Because it, it used to vex me. It used to make me mad. Especially when I was a neighbor, when I'd be around and people just be cursing and cursing and cursing. It used to make me mad, you know. I don't get mad no more, you know. They just doing what they, they want to do. But, you know, we want to be mindful. Because, guess what? If that thing is, if those curse words are coming in us, guess what potentially is going to happen? It's going to come out of us. When we get angry, when we go into that fleshly moment, it's going to come out of us. And we got that, that shouldn't be. But guess what? We feel... It should be coming in us like that. We're not going to want it to come in us. Yeah, I was going to add to what you were saying. Maybe I'm getting older or sensitive, but certain music just sets me off. Man. So I can't even listen to certain music anymore. Well, that's good. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's another thing. You know, we don't, and, 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 you know, I, I mentioned it Wednesday. We got to be careful even what we're listening to on YouTube, even with the different churches and the ministers. Because we know that they all not agreeing on everything, doctrinally. But just because somebody may be spearhead talking about something, if it's not lining up with the word, we shouldn't be listening to it. And see, and I said this Wednesday, and then I, it was Thursday when I, I was reading my Bible, and I went to Galatians 5, and it talks about where Paul's talking about um, the left coming in. And that's what I hit on, but I didn't talk about I hit on Wednesday when I was talking, but I didn't, I didn't mention the word 11. But he was talking about the false teaching, false doctrine coming in. And because I talked about how no matter who we listen to, it's going to have an effect on us. All right? So even as born-again Christians, if you listen to somebody that's unsaved, they'll have an influence over you. If you listen to them long enough, they'll start to get in. And then you start to believe. This is why we have a lot of Christians today that don't even believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit anymore. Because we have churches out there that's teaching it. Right? But if God's the same yesterday, today, and forever, that's right. I mean, he's still a miracle working God because the, the gifts of the Spirit is really God doing the work. Right? It's the Holy Spirit doing the work. It's not me doing it, but you know, we 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 have Christians today that think they're doing it. <laughs> but it, it's the Holy Spirit doing it. So we don't take credit for it, we don't take glory, God gets the glory. That's right. So it's wrong to spit in my hand. Yes, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
you know, we we don't we don't do those things. See, and, and, and even with that, that 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 wasn't a God. No. You know, but based on who it was, I'm not surprised. Amen. And see, that's why we have to be careful on who we listen to. And, and see, even that particular minister, that church, the first time I watched him, I said something's not right. And I tell you, the first time I watched, they were giving away uh, cars, houses, money to people in the congregation. But something in my spirit was saying, something's not right. Something's not right. And lo and behold, as time went on, I found out a little bit more about it. Right? And it wasn't right. What's his name? Mr. Hall? Mike Todd. Mike Todd, yeah. yeah I call people out. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, amen. All right, so... So Paul tells us not only are we saved by the work of the Spirit, but we also must walk by the Spirit if we want to grow and pursue holiness. Right? So Hebrews 12, 14, one of my favorite verses, pursue peace with everyone. Pursue peace with everyone. But is, is this what, seeing, what we're seeing in the church today? The Bible says, who's everyone? It doesn't mean just the church. It means everyone out there in the world. But that's not what we're seeing in the church today. Right? That's not... That's not what's being taught behind some of the pulpits. Stand up for your rights. Religious freedoms. Right? But he says, here, pursue peace with everyone. And holiness. And holiness. Why? Because without it, no one's going to see the Lord. That's what it says. For without it, no one will see the Lord. So, again, even in these end times, we have to make it a point. We have to be aggressive in our walk with the Lord. Right? There, there is no... There is no, what's the word I want to say? Uh, there is no halfway in and halfway out. We have to be all in. The Bible teaches us to be all in, period, right? Um, we, we're not to walk the borders, anything like that. No, we have to be all in. That's what the scriptures say. Yeah. Why? Because God was all in. He sent the best thing he could do, which is Jesus Christ. He sent his very best to die for us. Right? So, God was all in. But uh, you all in. Am I all in? We have to be all in in this world. So that's why we have to be all in. Even in spending time with him, we have to be all in. We can't go halfway. Amen. We can't go halfway. Luke 11.23 says this, He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. So again, we either all in, or we're not. So we, we, you know, you hear people say, let's be balanced. There's no balance in the scripture. <laughs> there was no balance in the scripture. It was all in. Seriously. I, I give you, see, balance was Judas. He was balanced. Right? Because he was with Christ, walked with Jesus. Guess what? But then he was also still. That's balance. Right? And, and so now we have, who was it? Uh, was it Martha? Pulled the oil on Jesus? What did she do? She took her hair. Wiped his feet. Mary. Okay, Mary. Took her hair. Wiped his feet. You women don't even go out in the rain to get your hair wet. <laughs> but she was all in. She was all in. And, and what happened when the rich young ruler came? And he said, Lord, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus gave him the commandments. Then he said, what? I, I, I've done all those things. What did Jesus say? Well, one thing we lack. 
Go sell all you have and come follow me. He couldn't do it. He wasn't all in. He wasn't all in. So even in uh, Matthew 13, it talks about the pearl, right? The man found the pearl, even though we know that that's Christ. But the man found the pearl for one great pearl, went, sold all he had just for that one. That's all in. Same thing, same same chapter, Matthew 13. The field that was found. found. The man found a good property, field. What? Went, sold all he had for that one portion of the field. Why? Because of his value. All in. There's no balance in the scripture. We can't be balanced. The Bible calls balance lukewarm. Revelation chapter 3. Calls it lukewarm. Meaning tepid. So we either all in or we're not. So that that's why y'all y'all you know y'all heard me say it, you know don't waste your time coming to church if you're not all in because guess what Apostle Paul was what he was all in. There's no way you get in prison, stoned to death, and not be all in. Right? That's being all in. So regardless of what opposition we face, regardless of what persecution, yeah, we may not face persecution like. They face overseas, but we still may face some persecution where people uh, talk about us verbally and things like that. You know, but again, we can't allow that to hurt our feelings. We have to be all in. Right? Regardless, because guess what? They did the same thing to Jesus. Right? right. Each time those religious leaders came, that's what, guess what? They, they didn't always lay hands on them, try to take them, arrest them. They plotted, but they would try to trip them up. They would say things to them. But Jesus was all in for you and I. Right? So we have to be all in for him. So we got we have to stop worrying about getting our feelings hurt with certain things. And we need to continue to go back to the well. Amen. So I'm gonna stop there. I went a little bit longer than what I intended to. But you know, this is more uh, of a view, uh, a review of what we're talking about, but what we've been talking about, excuse me. But you know, in this last days, we have to be all in. And, and that is that is the reason why tribulation is coming. It's going to separate the sheep from the goats. It's going to see, we're going to see who's all in and who's not. See, because right now we have people that are walking, they're going to, they, you know, they, they, they're speaking in churches, they're going to Bible study, they're attending prayer service, you know, but as soon as persecution ramps up, guess what? They're going to try to turn us in. <laughs> they're going to try to turn us in. And it's going to be people that we wouldn't think would do it, but because we don't know everybody's heart, mm -hmm. right? We don't know everybody's heart, so we're accountable for ourselves, right? Amen. Yeah, we're accountable to each other, but, you know, we we have to work on our own salvation. Mm -hmm. We have to work on our own walk, and it's up to us. But if we're just tiptoeing through the tulips, and, and that's why so many churches, these big churches, these mega churches, that's why they're so big. Because they're filled with lukewarm Christians. And there, there's, some, there's some hot ones there, I'm sure. But many of them are lukewarm. And they're being tickled on the ear. Right? They're being tickled. They're not all in. That's what Jesus is coming back for. The Christians who are all in. Those who are willing to die for him. Regardless of what's going on. Those who are willing to give up everything. And when I say everything, I mean everything. Just, just like that rich young ruler couldn't do. He couldn't give up his money. Right? Some of us can't give up other things. Some of us can't give up our houses. Some of us can't give up our family members. Some of us can't give up our jobs. You know? So 
we can find ourselves being just like that rich young ruler. It may not be money per se, but it could be other things. But we have to give those things up, right? It could be the phone. I'll tell you now, social media is going to be the death of this country and this world. <laughs> I mean, because everybody's in their phone, and there's so much false stuff being put out there. And, and just this quick, you know, when the war started, when the invasion started, everybody was, uh, you know, all for Ukraine. And then now, stuff starting to hit social media. Now people are starting to get on the side of Russia. Right? Just that quick. That's why I said, you know, be careful what you allow to come inside of you. Because it will influence you. See, and that's why I told you, now I can, I can hear things now because I've been reading and studying the Word. And that, that's, that's the best sermon you can get by studying and knowing the Word of God. Now you know when the fluff is coming. Right? Because I'll hear it. Nope, cut it off. Nope, I don't have time for that. You're not giving scripture. You, 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 or you're manipulating scripture. And, but again, you know, make it a point. And if you're not all in, ask the Lord to help you. Ask the Lord to help you to be all in. Because we, we, I'm telling you now, if you're not all in, you're not going to make it. You know, you, you're not going to make it through these turbulent times. Because they already say it's not going to get any better. You know, even if Russia and Ukraine come to peace, guess what? It's going to be something else. Whether it's China and Taiwan, it's, it's going to be something else coming through the pipe. You know, and that's what the scripture warns us of. It's going to get worse. Worse and worse and worse. But those who are hot, those who are fellowshipping with the Lord, those who are all in, now, those that will come to the Christ later on, we can lead them to Christ. You know, by the grace of God, by the Holy Spirit working through us, we can, we can lead them to Christ. And, and that's when we'll see, I guess, a form of revival come through. Right? But it's not going to be no worldwide revival. It's not going to be none of that. It's just not. It's going to be groups of Christians coming together. Why? Because the government's not going to allow us. The government's going to stop us. Why? Because Satan is the ruler of this world. Right? They try to stop Jesus. Right? They try to stop Jesus. And uh, they must try to stop the church. But again, we have to be all in. Amen?